and welcome to Medicine in the Kitchen, where we empower you with simple solutions to everyday health concerns. So welcome back to Medicine in the Kitchen, episode 83. Once again, I'm Felicia. And I'm Yasul, and we're your guides to empowered health. Um, today we're going to be talking about eco-friendly living and makeup with Christine Lan. I'm really excited to talk to you, Christine. Um, we're, we're so glad to have you on the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, Honestly, I'm just so glad Instagram, so like the algorithm just threw you in there and I was like, hey, I like her stuff. Oh, Keep looking at the videos, you. I'm like, I love her stuff. We need her on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, and then Hazel reached out to me and I was like, I really want this girl on our podcast. I was like, yes, I <laughs> we need to have her. So I'm so glad that you agreed. I'm excited to be talking to you both. Um, yeah, so do you want to kind of introduce yourself a little bit more about what you do and, and kind of your journey to get you to where you are? Yes, so I'm actually a professional actress here in Montreal. And uh, during the pandemic, I went onto TikTok that had, I had a video that blew up. I think I had half a million views overnight and then 10,000 wow. followers just like instantly. And uh, I felt at that point, I have to make content every day now because I have like 10,000 eyeballs on me. Uh, so I I decided to make a video every day. I didn't even have a tripod. Um, I shot everything that I was doing. And that's my journey as a content creator. And I do, uh, what blew up is I make all of my own makeup. And because I'm an actress, I wear makeup and I felt like a hypocrite wearing makeup that was packaged in plastic. So I started to make my own makeup out of kitchen ingredients. And then I was just showing it on TikTok and that's how it really blew up. And then I realized that not everyone that likes makeup is really into the environment. So now I'm more broadly, uh, it's more about DIY, how to reduce waste for the planet. So cooking, makeup, everything. <laughs> No, honestly, that is fantastic. It's been a fun journey. It's a, It was an unexpected journey. I didn't expect to be a content creator at all. That's amazing. It, it's funny how I, things find us. Yes, yes that's true. <laughs> and it was the pandemic, so I wasn't really acting. Auditions were really slow. So it was the perfect time for me to grow a social media account during the slow time. Yeah, yeah. And my um, main question is, like, Aside from obviously we all should be a little bit more conscious about the environment, what motivated you for that? Since I was I was young, I always loved the planet. Um, my sister is seven years older and I got a lot of hand-me-downs from her. So I had to be very creative on the what I wore and fashion and everything. So I guess it was just that it's a mindset shift to be able to to reduce waste for the planet and it's fun to be creative on in finding ways to be a bit more sustainable and eco-friendly yeah that is true it's very very hard sometimes and there are other times when it's something so easy we don't even notice it yes yeah so that that was my journey to eco-friendly and um i guess I, I didn't realize that having hand-me-downs for my sister was better for the planet. But now thinking about back, how I lived with my parents was really sustainable. I think we don't realize that people that come from minority backgrounds, we didn't have as much money. We had to uh, find creative ways to reduce waste. And I mm -hmm. think I carried that along in my adult life too. 
And sometimes at the beginning of when I used to look at eco-friendly stuff, it was all like the perfect image of having these glass jars and everything uh, new that looks really clean. But being eco-friendly is really using what you have. And yes. Yeah. Using what you have and trying to reduce that waste that way. I mean, if anybody else follows like, you know, the Latino TikToks or the Instagrams for Latinos, you see like Tupperwares mm-hmm. that are like the margarine Butter. ones or like, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All these like random ones and you're like, go open it. It's like you're expecting <laughs> sour cream and it's like yesterday's like soup or something. You're like, oh, that's not what I wanted. And my mom's sewing containers were all like these tin cookie yes, containers. The cookie ones, yes. <laughs> and we had so many. Or like Ziploc bags, you would have to like wash them to wash reuse them. them. It's not a one-time thing. Yes. I still do that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. It's very accessible. And that's what I like to do on my channel is make it accessible for everyone. People feel that they can't be eco-friendly, but everyone can do a small thing to reduce waste. Yep. Yeah. And I love how you incorporate your parents into some of your videos as well. Yes, they're very shy, but <laughs> I come along with my camera and get them out of the box. But it's fun to see. I think that uh, my mom is always scared that it's not perfect or her lifestyle is not really, you know, perfect image. But I told her that social media, people like to see people that are real and that's how she lives. And finding ways to reduce waste is something I always was brought up with. Mm-hmm. I think that's great that you're kind of incorporating that that generational thing as well, because I think um, a lot of, at least what I see a lot of in my practice is people who kind of were focused on school growing up and getting good grades and all of that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that like basic life skill knowledge um, was lost. So, yes. so connecting with your parents and like, um, I've seen some of your like, planting things video or like thing things like that I think it's great to have access to that knowledge in a way that people are comfortable with um finding that knowledge I guess I I'm like the TikTok mom or big sister because I get a lot of little kids telling me that they learn so much from me oh that's wonderful life skills yeah life skills and things that I guess it sometimes gets lost in such a busy lifestyle now Mm-hmm. yeah and it's so important and and like we're saying basic basic life skills yes yeah so mm-hmm. I like being on TikTok I like being on social media it's a it's a nice platform to be on and at the beginning I didn't want to be on social media but I think it's really who you follow and what you let into your mind yes I really agree. Shapes. yes because at the beginning people always say it's really toxic but it's really what you look at and what you allow into your life. Absolutely. It's a tool that can can be used for good or yes. bad. Exactly. Yeah. It's not meant to, you know, like see other people and start judging yourself or them. It should be something that promotes awareness for multiple things or creativity. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. like it because I've learned so many things um, just through social media because there's such small clips that you get so many ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you so have like oh, go on, go on, Felicia. <laughs> um, do you have like a favorite sort of environmentally friendly thing that is something you think everyone should know about? Um, 
Well, at something eco-friendly that I find that because I do makeup, arrowroot powder is really good at mattifying your skin. So if you have oily face, especially as a content creator, I don't like to have shiny skin on the camera. You just dab a bit of arrowroot powder on your face and it makes it matte, more mattified. And it doesn't, it doesn't clog my pores and it just makes the skin look more radiant. It blurs the pores. And that's what I think that um, is a really good eco-friendly hack. Instead of going out to buy this translucent powder that's at least maybe $20, you can just go into your kitchen and you can use it for cooking too. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. amazing. I had never heard of that. Yeah, it's great. You should try it. I will. And um, you can use it in de deodorant too, homemade deodorant too. It, it absorbs excess oil. Okay, yeah. I have heard of that one, mm -hmm. but never as a matte powder, but that makes sense. Yeah, so it's a, like a multi-purpose uh, product that I always have in the house. Mm -hmm. And I love the multi-purpose aspect of a lot yeah. of the things you use because it's like you're buying, a, like you can buy arrowroot powder probably in bulk, I would assume. Yes. And then it's like saves you money there and you can use it for so many things. Mm -hmm. You can use it also as a dry shampoo. Mm. If you have excess, you don't want to wash your hair, you have excess oil, you can put it into your hair instead of using dry shampoo. Mm, that's a good one too. <laughs> for the hair one it does doesn't leave it a little bit white or anything right if you have darker hair it's better to mix it with cocoa powder okay but oh. once you like once you run your fingers through your hair it will go away because i did look into a lot of those things before and i remember people mentioning that you know darker hair usually you see like the little white little patches and i'm like mm, i'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah mix it with cocoa powder It'll be okay. better. And and you'll smell nice too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something I hadn't heard of either. The arrowroot for dry shampoo I've heard of. But like Hazul, I also have dark hair. And I was like, uh, I feel like that's going to leave a residue. But the cocoa powder. Yeah, cocoa I powder. Like and that. cocoa powder I use in makeup too. I use it as a brow filler. So I have mm. darker eyebrows. So I use cocoa powder mixed with activated charcoal. Oh. Yeah. So to get the right shade, you just tinker around with it. But I find that it looks natural and it saves me a lot of money too. Yep. That's amazing. Oh, so many good ideas. <laughs> I, I have so many um, ingredients coming at the top of my head. Yeah. What are some of the other ones? Coconut oil is good for deodorant because it's antibacterial. So I usually mix it with shea butter and... Um, you can use it for lip balms. You can, some people use it on their hair if their hair is really dry and then wash it out. That's really great, coconut oil. Some people use it also to remove makeup. Mm. Um, yeah, there's just so many, beetroot powder is good as a blush. Yes, it is. Like, yeah, as a very like light blush. Although the makeup I, I do make lasts about half a day, but it's okay because I'm I'm at home most of the time. So I just, if I'm out, I'll just reapply. But um, yeah, it's nothing drastic. I felt that um, at the beginning when I was acting, I used to put a lot of makeup. And then when I wanted to go into the eco-friendly DIY makeup, I quit makeup cold turkey because I felt like I had to learn how to love my natural face. 
without trying to, you know, make my nose smaller, or my eyes bigger, I had to love myself first. And I think that you can't really be eco friendly, if you don't love yourself, you have to in you have to appreciate what you have. And I use makeup more to enhance than to mask my face now. So it's just that is a very good point. It's a very different, it's just shifting your mindset. So it's not just with makeup, but even things. I know I used to buy clothing because they were on sale. And now it's like, I don't really need this shirt. I already have a black shirt and I'm happy with it. I don't need another one to make me happy. So just a, just realizing that appreciating what you have is more important. Oh, that's so amazing. What <laughs> What inspired you to kind of uh, shift your mindset that way? I think that, okay, well, number one was also to save money because I wanted to take care of my skin with organic ingredients. But if you go buy a cream or something, it's quite expensive. It's so expensive. And, yes. And I got married really young, so we didn't have a lot of money. So I started to tinker around, around with the ki- in the kitchen with ingredients, a lot of fails, some successes, but I like experimenting. And I think the number one thing for me was saving money. And then it actually made my skin better. I used to have a lot of breakouts after every audition because of the makeup that I would put on my face. Uh, they were probably not the cleanest ingredients in makeup. Uh, but when I started making my own, I don't have to wear fine foundation now because I don't break out. So just having this lifestyle was overall, it was better for me in terms of health, in terms of how I perceive myself and put myself forward. And because that I'm more myself and I, when I go to auditions, I look like myself, I play characters that align more with me too. So I so I do like it and people do see me as a person when I go to auditions and not somebody that just put a mask on and the characters that I would play would not really resonate with me because it felt like I was almost detached from what I looked like to what I was inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's how I I really started. Honestly, I I I love all that. I think for me like mind you the amount of makeup I wear is like zero, but still, um, mm-hmm. when I do try to put on makeup, well, I think um, the one part that I would miss the most are the bold colors. Cause I know that yeah. when you try making them from home, even with, when I do like decorations for cakes and things like that, I have to get the yeah. powders that are more natural. It mm-hmm. is a lot harder to get certain pigments. It is. It is harder. Right? Yeah, uh, then for makeup, you would have to go into the synthetic ingredients like mica powder, which it's better to use synthetic mica anyway, because of the um, child labor associated with real mica. Yeah. And uh, so for those like shadows, it would be synthetic mica powder that's made in a lab. Yeah, but- no, I totally agree. But like, mm-hmm. honestly, I, as I hear your story, I'm like, yes, exactly. That's what I want. And then I think about it for a second. I'm like, my one palette, my one palette with all these colors. Farewell, <laughs> my friend. I don't know if I could do that. It's my only palette. As long as you keep it till the very end, till you get the last exactly. drop of it. <laughs> and I think it's okay to be balanced. Even when I work on set as an actress, I'm not going to tell the makeup artist, you have to use my makeup. No, no, totally. When yeah. I work on set, you know, I'm somebody else. They put the makeup on me. Um, but I think it's really a balance. 
it's okay to it's okay to use 90% natural makeup and then 10% not natural makeup. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mostly what Felicia and I like to talk about in our podcast is we give a lot of people the tools. We talk about all these like healthy alternatives and stuff. But at the end of the day, yeah, sometimes, you know, we will go out and I don't know, have a burger from wherever. Mm-hmm. Could be yeah. McDonald's, you know, yeah. for all I know. But And that's okay. Exactly. So I often feel that Um, some people will like to criticize, but we're only human and nobody is a hundred percent zero waste or eco-friendly. So it would be, it's, it's not realistic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like Hazel was saying, that's kind of something that we think about for all aspects of health and realistic is realistic and doable is important. It has to be sustainable for you. If you're really miserable doing something, you're not going to continue doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to it's okay to cheat sometimes and eat junk food or wear like fancy colors for your eyes. It's okay, and nobody's going to judge you for that because nobody's perfect anyway. Exactly. And as long as we're doing the best that we can do to save the planet, that's okay with me. Even if the only thing you can do is use a reusable water bottle that's good it's already a step up because there are so many you know water bottles in the oceans and stuff that it's already a step up so if some every person can do one thing that's good that's really Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and that's what i like to to promote (laughs) yeah and i really like how you talked about kind of that relationship with nature and um the the earth because it I feel like once you have that mindset, it's it's really hard not to do one thing that's eco-friendly because you kind of, it's like, it's like hurting a friend. You don't want to do that. So it's, I like that you kind of talked about that relationship too. Yes. Uh, I think people don't realize that we, where we live is our mother earth. We have to take care of it. And sometimes I'll go into the park and there's cigarette butts or garbage all over the floor. And I see the earth is like our house. You wouldn't <laughs> throw your clothes all over or treat it like a dumpster. So why should you treat a park like that or a public area? So it's sad to see sometimes people don't think of the exterior as their house too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people have to pick up after them and they don't see the garbage so it's it's sad you'll see in you know third world countries with lots of garbage from that's been shipped there we don't see the garbage like we throw things away but we don't know where that goes Mm -hmm. that's true Mm -hmm. yeah yeah whereas sometimes i feel like if our dumpster was in our backyard it might be a lot it might Mm -hmm. be a bit confronting how quickly that piles up and I saw, I think it was a YouTube video of this guy who would tape every piece of garbage he produced for like two weeks. And it was a really heavy suit that he was wearing at the end. And wow. Yeah, he would carry all the garbage that he produced and walk through the streets. And I think we don't realize how much garbage we make. I mean, it's okay we if we need to take a coffee, but it adds up if we're not conscious about it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I also saw a video that you made with um, dry shampoo. 
I'm interested in hearing more about that. Um, I, I think it was a mineral foundation powder. Okay, maybe. Yes. So it was the base was arrowroot powder and then cocoa powder to get the shade. And then I put other things like synthetic mica. I put different um, things and I would put it on my face. And that's the recipe I use when I go to auditions. So it mattifies the skin. It doesn't cover all my pores. It just makes it, it's a natural coverage. So some people are saying, oh, well, it doesn't have any coverage. But for me, I don't really care for the coverage. It's more to mattify the skin. Mm-hmm. So there's there were some like negative and positive, but you really have to channel out the negative because those people, they don't know. <laughs> they They don't know what they're they're complaining about and they didn't try it themselves and it works for me. And that's why I share it because that not everything is for everyone. And some people may enjoy the recipe that I'm sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of controversy with the makeup that I share. I find that the makeup niche is very uh, catty and very, they're quick to like point out what's wrong. Um, but I mean, I just do me and I share what works for me and I use on a daily basis. And I, that's my lifestyle. And that's how, how I choose to live my life. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I I applaud you because yes, I've done shifts on my own as well. And like you said, a lot of like trial and errors in the kitchen to try to get something that works for you. And yeah, it might not be for everybody, but Hey, this, this is a change and, it slowly, it starts, you start seeing different aspects of your life where you can do a little bit better or you can do a little something else or what you're willing to shift from, right? So but for makeup, it inspires others. Sorry, I didn't mean to kick you off. Oh, no, sorry. So for makeup, I would used to use, uh, was it a waterproof mascara? But I noticed that my eyelashes would fall out because it doesn't get to breathe. Um, and then after uh, it was hard to take off, I guess you rub it off. And then when I started making my own mascara, of course, it's not waterproof, but I learned to live with it. It seems like my eyelashes are more full now because that I'm using shea butter or vitamin E oil that is a lot gentler for my my eyelashes. And it's just a shift. Like I'm okay. I'm okay that it's it comes off easily and it's not waterproof, but it's better for the long run for the health of my my body and my skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that concept of makeup supporting your skin as opposed to damaging it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that that concept. I never, I never claim that um, you know my makeup or my skincare will make me look ten years younger or anything like that. But it does improve my quality of skin because they're clean ingredients, and I I feel a lot better. I know I'm putting something. I know what's on my face. So that's, that's why I like making my own. Yes. And I feel like for myself too, I mean, I don't, I don't wear a lot of makeup these days, but when I made the shift from wearing sort of generic type makeup to more natural makeup, I was like, this is amazing. I'm putting something on my face. That nurtures. Yeah. And I feel good about it. And even Mm -hmm. just like that idea and the joy that comes with it improved my confidence and mm-hmm. yes 
And I do have a skincare line, so I'm really happy to share the products that I do, like the oils that I do use. And we're branching off into makeup. So I use. Oh, that's sell- fantastic! Yeah, yeah, I used to sell- that's great to hear. Yes, I used to sell my makeup by hand that I made, but it just got too overwhelming. I had six stores in Canada that carried my makeup. Um, so now we're just finding a good manufacturer that can work with my ingredients that I use. Wow. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, yeah, so we're going into makeup and just finding the right manufacturer that will work with me. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so um, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. And how long have you been making makeup for? I've been making makeup since I think it was 2016. I was making my skincare like 20 years ago, but I really got into makeup in 2016. And then I started my own business in 2020. Okay. Wow. That's so exciting. So I had all the opportunity to fail and to have my friends try the products. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that must have been a fun process. It was it was a lot of fun. I I enjoy being in the kitchen, not only cooking, but making my own cosmetic products. Mm-hmm. A scientist at heart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but with the skincare, we're working with a cosmetic chemist. So it will be it, it's better, I think, to work with somebody that knows the field more than me. But it was mm-hmm. something that I I started to love at a young, like very, a very long time. That's no, amazing. honestly, congratulations. That's that's fantastic, Sarah. It's a very nice journey. Yes, it's it was an unexpected journey, but I'm happy with where it's going. Amazing. And is the makeup just under your name? The makeup is under Olona Earth. O-L-O-N-A, Earth. We have skincare right now, which is mainly oils and soaps. We are fair trade. And we hire people in Madagascar to source the ingredients. And we pay them a living wage. And then um, people manufacture it and then they can buy it. In the, it's available in the USA. Okay. Very nice. Nice. Is it, is it available only in the USA? Right now, it's only available in the USA. Uh, we we want to be able to sell more so we can st- sell in Canada too. But right now, it's just USA. It's a certified organic, fair trade, and eco-cert. Okay. Hopefully we'll bring it here soon. I'm really hoping it can do. (laughs) I will be looking for that very carefully. Me too. Canadian, right? I love to try your products. Oh, you're Canadian. Yeah, yeah, we are. Okay. Yes. So I'm not too far. I'm in Montreal. Yeah. We're like more in the Hamilton-ish area-ish. Okay, Ontario. Yes. Yes. Okay, not too far. Yeah, not too far. Um, definitely drivable. So hopefully we'll be able to sell some of the our products in zero waste stores in in Canada. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to see all the products and be like, I know the person. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. fun to build it and see like the, the whole packaging and everything to have your vision. It, it's fun to see it just come together. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when it sounds like it's been a passion of yours for quite some time. Yes, I'm not really a makeup person. I don't wear makeup on a daily basis, but when I do wear it, I want it to be clean and I want it to be something that's not going to break my skin out. 
I 100% agree on that. Me too. I'm really into like eating well to make your skin nice. Exactly. Yes. It comes from the interior and your whole mindset, the whole mental health and eating well, and it's going to show in your skin and how you carry yourself. The gut is so important and we often don't realize it. This is why like I really focus on the gut healing program because we need that. As a society, I feel like we really, really need that. We do. We really do. And I think a lot of people want a quick fix. Like, yep. what can I cover this? Or what can I use on my skin to decrease acne or something like that? But it's really what you eat and how you, your whole lifestyle. Yeah. And and we've talked now about kind of that mental shift that happens when you, that sort of comes with using more natural products. And I feel like that mental shift in itself Learning to love your body, love your environment, makes all the rest kind of fall into place. Yeah, so not only the packaging, but the ingredients have to be good for the planet too. So that's what Mm. I always think about when I make my products. Yeah. Do you find that to be a challenge, especially the packaging? I I feel like that that might be something that might be a challenge. Yes, it's, it's hard to have glasses heavy, um, you would want more to, expensive. Yes, it's more expensive to packaging and it's heavy to transport. So with the transportation, um, the carbon footprint of transportation, there's so many things to weigh in. Like, do we put it in plastic? Do we put it in glass? Like plastic is lighter in terms of transportation. So there's a lot of things to think about and cardboard and aluminum. There's so many things when you're thinking of packing um cosmetic I hear you (laughs) because even with my baking goods it is so hard sometimes and I'm just like oh my goodness why are you making my life so hard and to be please everyone it's hard to please everyone yes and even um we wanted to have in our bottles engraved the name of the product instead of having a sticker but then it was just too expensive to do that we would have to buy like 10,000 at least to have it engraved Mm -hmm. so in the end we had sticker we have stickers but hopefully when we get bigger we can afford to do better and I think that's with every small business we can do only what we can do with the capital we have and when people invest in us more then we can be better for the planet Mm -hmm. 110% agree yeah and it brings in that balance aspect again too yes where it's doing what you can even if it's just like one change that makes packaging more sustainable that's Mm -hmm. better than nothing sort of thing yes and sometimes it's not like I buy a lot of my ingredients in bulk uh, from a company called Baraka Shea Butter and they send everything from Ghana it's a they source all the ingredients there but it does come in plastic, but I buy a bigger bag. Mm. So instead of buying multiple small containers or small bags, I'll just buy a one liter block of shea butter to make ingredients for my friends or my family. Mm-hmm. And we do That's... what we can do. Yeah. I I love hearing the creativity behind all of it too, where it's like, okay, well, we can't do that. So how do we do something that makes it better? Mm -hmm. and sometimes followers will ask me like I'm not 
they'll say like, I'm not vegan, but can I be eco-friendly? And I say, absolutely, you can only do what you can do. And if you can't be vegan, that's okay, as long as you are doing what you can do at this point of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So not, it's not black and white. There's all sorts of grays in between. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. So yeah, I think we we covered quite a bit. Any any kind of last remarks or or last things you wanted to add before we before we kind of wrap up? Um, yes, I think that a lot of people uh, believe that plastic can easily be recycled, but only about eight percent of plastic is actually recycled. So when you're buying something and black packaging cannot be recycled. So most makeup is packaged in black packaging and that's not recyclable. Yeah. That I did not know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I I made my own. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I've always wondered about that whenever I'm like carefully separating things and putting things in the recycling bin. It's like, I, I hope this is actually being recycled. Some places will take old makeup packaging. I think that TerraCycle takes old um, makeup packages, but in your regular curbside recycling, they won't take black plastics. Okay, yeah, that's that's good to know. All right. Well, um, it was so nice to have you, Christine. Thank um, you so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, and we hope to have you again, like in the future. This has been like really great. Maybe when the products are released. Yes, yes. yes Maybe please. we'll do a video of that time, and we'll all get to try it out. Yes, I'll show you all the products, and uh, yeah, you. I I would love to be on the podcast again. Amazing! Thanks so much, and yeah, I I definitely learned a few things about um, being eco friendly and how versatile arrowroot powder is um yeah it was it was so nice to chat thank mm-hmm. you it was a lot of fun and i'm happy you're canadian too I yes canadians <laughs> maybe we'll meet one day yeah. honestly we just need to do a little day trip thing we'll do a workshop or something like that yeah, exactly that would be fun <laughs> I'll bring the baked goods, you bring the makeup, Felicia does all the other stuff, and we're like, here we go. (laughs) Yes, there we go. Because there are not too many Canadian content creators, I find. Like, in the sustainability especially, there's not many Canadian content creators. So it's It's nice to connect with somebody else that does, cares about mental health and health in general. Exactly. And it was funny as we were kind of interrupting each other a little bit there and apologizing over and over again. I was speaking to Canadian. Myself, this is this is a definitely Canadian, Canadian <laughs> situation here. It is. You know what? We're getting close to Canada today. This is the best episode ever because you got three Canadians. Yes. We're all multicultural. Yes. And it's just like, boom, we're all apologizing. What more Canadian can we do? <laughs> what more Canadian can we be? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, we'll be back in two weeks or maybe in a month. Depends on like how we can make things work. Um, but just a reminder, we're still doing our cookbook. It's, I think it's going along pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. We hope to continue listening from you guys and hearing your opinions on things. Support us and donate to our coffee page, which is ko-fi medicine in the kitchen. 
You can rate and comment and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Invite your friends to join our community and improve their health. You can follow us on our social media, Sweet Nutritionista. And Christine, would you like to give us your social media so they can reach out to you as well? Yes, my social media on TikTok is eco.amical. I believe that's my YouTube also. And Instagram, it's ecoamical altogether. And Facebook, I think Facebook is eco.amical also. So Perfect. it's either eco.amical or ecoamical. <laughs> we will find you. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, we'll be posting as often as we can. Thanks so much for joining us, Christine. Thank um, you. Have a nice day. Thanks. You, you too. too. Bye. Bye. Um, so thanks for joining us, listeners, as well. We'll see you next time and happy healing. 